0: From the Bob Marley Studios in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged. Hello, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged roundtable discussion, email edition for June 25th, 2009, from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin. Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi in the Peanut Gallery. Kathy Worling, Max Eccles, and our Disneyland correspondent, Tony Spatel. Hi, Tony. Uh, We are going to read your emails and play your voicemails, as we do every week. Uh, Go through the usual spiel first. If you would like to send us an email, the address is podcast at wdwinfo.com, or you can go to our show notes page at podcast.wdwinfo.com. And fill out the feedback form that you'll find there. If you'd like to give us a, or leave us a voicemail, toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, one 310 9662 The local number, 407-574-5093. In the United Kingdom, 0808-120-2316. And toll-free as well in Australia, 1-800-774-531. If we read your email or play your voicemail on the show, you will get your choice of a Diz Unplugged T-shirt or Diz Unplugged pin and lanyard. And at uh, every month we select one person whose email or voicemail was played on the show, and that person gets to pick a number from the Prizmatron. Prizmatron has 50 buttons on it. Each one corresponds to a different prize. Prizes can be anything from a $25 gift certificate to a seven-day, six-night Magic Your Way package, including dining at Walt Disney World. So
1: You know, we should add a couple of cruises to that.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. We should add a couple of podcast cruises because we're going to...
0: Okay, so now the big prize just became the podcast cruise. So the genius has decided. <laughs> he
2: has spoken.
0: We will add uh, a po- a couple of podcast cruises. So I will take care of that this week. Starting next week, podcast cruises will be in the offing. Another way to get a shot at the Matron is to review uh, add your reviews to our reviews database, com. We're selecting three people at random every month from those who are entering reviews, either for Disney World or Disneyland, and those people are all getting shots at the Matron. So yeah. now there's a cruise in the, off, cruises in the offing, folks.
2: I mean, everybody has an
0: opinion about an attraction
2: or a restaurant they've been to, so adding a review shouldn't be a problem.
0: Exactly, exactly. You do need to have a disboards.com login in order to enter a review, but that's all that's required. So good luck. So we're going to go ahead and get started. And I did not pre-screen the voicemails this week. I've just been a little... Uh, oh, I pre-screened them. I just haven't... Like, I usually like go and like write down everybody's name and what they're asking about. And I didn't do that this week. So we're just going to play the voicemails kind of willy-nilly and wing it.
3: I love <laughs> willy-nilly. I love willy-nilly.
4: <laughs> Except when he lip-syncs.
0: <laughs> All right. So here's our first our first voicemail for this week.
4: <laughs> nope, that is not it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they have a timpani.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Here's our first voicemail for this week.
5: Hello, everybody at the podcast team. I'm fairly new to the boards. The uh, name is Disney Deb Robb on the boards. I uh, have a few posts up there. And uh, just started getting into your podcast over the last two months. I love them. You're feeding my addiction. Everything is great. Hi, Ferris. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just getting to know everyone there um, and what you guys are all about. And it's a, it's a lot of fun listening every day to all your past shows, and it makes uh, work go a lot smoother with my uh, uh, iPod on. Uh, anyway, my question is this. My name is Bob from Pennsylvania, by the way. Um Back in 2002, it was my wife's first visit to uh, the world. I've been going since about 1976, 77, but it was her first visit. And on our trip down, our travel agent offered us either a free meal at Planet Hollywood or uh, Leave a Legacy um, that they had at Epcot. We opted for the Leave the Legacy. My wife thought it would be a great idea to have us down there all the time, uh, albeit just our picture, but uh, after we did it... um, I agreed with her. It's a lot of fun whenever we go down there once or twice a year and to, to find the picture and to check it out on the big stones they have there. Uh, my question is this. The last two times we've been down, um, they haven't been selling them. Um, did they completely stop selling them is, my, I guess, the first part of my question. My second part is, are they still going to be displayed for the 20 or 25 years that was promised? I believe it was 25 years um, are oh, they still going to be displayed there on the big granite uh, stones. Uh, I also heard a rumor that they're thinking of moving the stones to another place in the park. Uh, if that's the case, I'm guessing that they're not going to be selling them anymore. I was just wondering if you guys have heard anything at all about uh, any anything going on with that. I really appreciate it. Keep up the great job. Um, I love, love, love listening to you guys, and um, listen to you next time. Bye.
0: Well, thank you very much for calling in, Bob. We're glad you're enjoying listening to the show and the past episodes. Um, you know, I haven't heard much about the Leave a Legacy. Now, uh, they did promise, as you said, it was either 20 or 25 years, I don't recall, that they would have those on display. I don't imagine there's any scenario under which Disney would dishonor that contract. Uh, whether or not they'll leave them in the same place is uh, another matter. I don't know where else they would move them.
1: Yeah. I can say for sure they're not selling them anymore. They've stopped selling them. Disney will honor the display of them. I have not heard that they're going to move them. I don't.
6: I figure until somebody comes along and they, they have a need for that space. Space,
4: yeah. Don't want to put Princess Diana's dresses there permanently.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but where would they move it to? I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, you think about the space in the park. I
4: mean, the old Virgin Megastar.
6: <laughs> well, they could take the plaques off. Yeah, I don't think they'd they move those monoliths somewhere. Right
0: the grave, the, the tombstones, as I call them. Pretty much. <laughs> they look like, they look like big gravestones. Yeah. Um, I
1: don't, I don't know where they'd move them to, but I don't think they'd move the
0: big, tra- his travel agent wasn't very discerning. If the option was planet Hollywood dinner, you know, lunch at planet Hollywood or the, uh, uh, leave a legacy. Cause I believe at the time
1: that was a Disney, Walt Disney travel company package. And that was your choice. within oh, the travel
0: that's right. Package. That's right. Okay. That's right. I about that. You I know, know a lot
6: of people do look forward, though, to going back down and seeing their picture, because I've taken a lot of people over to I see their picture. I
0: don't know how you can tell. I mean, the things are b- barely legible.
6: Everybody looks the same.
0: They do. It's yeah. just... <laughs> just this blob. It was, I, I, I was always taken by that, you know, from the very beginning. You know, there must have been better technology available to make something nicer uh, than that. And what were they charging for those? They were charging something ridiculous for those, weren't they? So, I don't know. But uh, you know, I, like I said, Bob, if, if Disney, you know, Disney made a commitment that they were going to display them for twenty or twenty-five years, I think you can take it to the bank. They will display them for twenty or twenty-five years, maybe not in the same location as they are now,
4: and not in public.
0: <laughs> you may have to go into a special room. But uh, I think uh, you know, what uh, we haven't heard anything. I can't say that we've heard anything definitive. Perhaps one of our our listeners. Uh, We'll know, and we'll let us know, but that's as much as I can tell you. So, well, thank you very much for calling in. Who has an email they would like to read?
2: I'll go, because you're waving your hand. You Teresa, have to jump in. is
0: this is, <laughs> this, is audio. The, this is radio.
2: <laughs> you got
0: to speak. People can't hear you. Wave your hands.
2: Unless you wave it really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, have ahead, a, Corey. I have an email from John Yu. He's from New Jersey. He writes, I bought a park hopper with no expiration a few years ago with days left over. Since I have an annual pass now, can I use a ticket for another member of the family who does not have the annual pass on my next visit? I'm assuming the fingerprint that is taken when you enter the park ties that ticket um, where only I'm allowed to use it for future visits, or will I be allowed to let someone else use it um, or somebody in the family use it? Well, there's an official answer. The official answer is no. There's the answer I would give you, which is go ahead and use it. I mean, really.
1: Disney's official answer is You buy the ticket You have to use it That's the way it goes This is another pet peeve of mine You purchase a ticket What difference does it make Who uses it As long as you're not Trying to scam Disney In some way That I'm not familiar with You've already purchased An annual pass So now they've got Your money twice
2: Yeah because the ticket Does say non-transferable But still I mean if you go up there And your fingerprint Doesn't match It's
1: I can't tell you how many times My fingerprint doesn't match Yeah exactly when I go for exactly. pass. Invariably, oh, it's not right, something's not right, and they just let you through.
2: So, John, I would take take a chance. Definitely just pass it off, have them use it. If worst comes the worst, they'll tell you no, and you have to buy a ticket anyway. But I doubt they'll do
7: that.
0: I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right, Corey, thank you for that. Teresa.
7: Okay, I got a good one. You ready? Oh, she's like... All- <laughs> moving around in her seat and everything. I love is it, this one. How good is it? This is from Kevin Phelps in Houston, Texas. Hey, podcast crew. It's Kevin from Houston. Monkey pants on the boards. Was just out running and listened to the latest podcast. I had a question I had been meaning to send in and almost tripped when I actually heard it partially answered during the podcast. My sister and her family are hitting California this summer and will be stopping at Disneyland. It will be the first Disney experience for her youngest son. I'm a little bummed about not being there for it. But I was there for her older son's first trip to Walt Disney World. And even though it was in the middle of the June, a billion degrees out, and the humidity at 200%, same as Houston, and there are 100,000 people in the parks, it still was my favorite Disney trip of all times.
0: Oh, boy, that was a string of exaggerations there, wasn't it? <laughs> Hang
7: on. There is no question that there's magic in seeing the parks through the eyes of a child and being there for the first time they experience the magic. Well, I don't think it really gets any better than that. Anyway, I was talking to my sister about the trip, and we started to wonder which character would end up being his favorite. So that got me wondering, in the podcast I have listened to, I can't recall ever hearing you talk about your favorites. I do remember Pete talking about not caring for Disney films on one podcast, and I took that to mean the Disney film division. I assume he doesn't dislike the characters themselves. We heard this week that Donald Duck was a favorite for Corey. I was wondering who were the favorites for the rest of the crew. Isn't that cool? It's just like a newsy little, chatty little... Okay. What's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, first, let me let me just clarify. Are you having a stroke? Yeah, really. <laughs> it
8: was just so chatty.
0: Let me let me just clarify. It's not that I don't care for Disney films. I, I in fact, there are many Disney films that I enjoy. Um, most recently, uh, uh, Wall-E was uh, a, a really enjoyable film. Uh, it, it's just that you know, it's not something I'm passionate about. It's not something we cover on the show uh, because uh, it, the show is really more about trip planning than it is about. Disney as a company, per se. Every now and again, we'll discuss different aspects of the company, but not necessarily the films. With that said, favorite character? I don't have one. You
3: what know? character do you think describes you or fits you? Grumpy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, or the eighth dwarf, Smokey. <laughs> um, no, I, no, if I have to pick a, uh, a favorite character, it would probably be uh, uh, Pluto, because he reminds me of Max. Has that same type of bubbly personality and is real sweet and wouldn't hurt a fly. Right, Max?
4: Max is currently a rug. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: Max is very warm and he's just doing everything he can to stay stay cool. He enjoyed I had the fan going in the bedroom last night, so it was laying on the bed when when I went in there and just like just chilling out.
1: Our dog's but, head for the tiles.
0: Yeah, that's where Max Anyone likes to be. So John, that's mine. who's
7: your favorite character?
1: I've said it before. My favorite character is Stitch.
7: Gosh, I don't see it. You know? not No.
1: Because he's bad, Who but he you can't help suits being John? bad.
7: I don't know. I was thinking Mr. Potato Head, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
7: With the wit, you know? The <laughs> not the look, I the way he
0: acts. I can't wait till we get to you. <laughs>
7: got a snappy little comeback,
0: you know. Mr. Potato Head. Mr. <laughs> Mister Genius Potato Head.
1: it is Don Rickles, after all. I mean, you can't...
7: Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was company. going with You now. are
4: one smart spud. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin, You? what about you? I have two. Tinkerbell and Lilo. Tinkerbell's a villain. She tries to kill Wendy.
3: True. Yeah, she does. Mean little sprite.
0: Well, Corey, we know you're Donald Duck. Yes. Jules?
3: You guys know. I've Aurora! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> I defend the castle. I talk about it all the time. But also, I really love Mr. Toad, even though he's not technically a Disney character.
2: I do think Princess Aurora's hot. She is. Mm. Out of all the princesses.
4: She's
3: a little
2: oh.
0: dull. You get, uh You get excited by cartoon characters much. <laughs> yeah, well...
3: <laughs> um, the first time you guys went to Disneyland That was the princess that he met He has a photo with her
2: um, At Goofy's uh, galley At a Disneyland hotel I think she
3: may have been a little flirty And even a little touchy feely
2: mm. Perhaps hmm.
3: <laughs> I searched for her I couldn't find her <laughs>
2: Julia,
0: down. Juliet Mace
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm going to Mace the princess
0: <laughs> Touch my man <laughs> Kathy what about you
6: probably figment and then tinkerbell but figment definitely is my favorite
0: tony
2: i know this is boring but i gotta go with mickey but if you include pixar i know i said it was boring i warned you all um i love mike wazowski i love monsters inc and mike wazowski is great because he's a little uptight kind of like me my wife will enjoy that i said that but he also makes jokes kind of like me i just love mike wazowski
0: well, I, it was a special place in my heart for Monsters, Inc. Because that was the movie Walter and I saw on our first date. Aww. So,
7: I didn't know that. Yeah. You we, know. we
0: went to Celebration. We had dinner in Celebration at, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, at uh, Columbia. Columbia. And, uh,
7: went to a cartoon. Did you know that, or did you just guess? I, I just guessed. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a cartoon. I understood the
0: hand gesture. Well, then you went to a cartoon, man. And then we went to go see Monsters, Inc., it was cool
3: The baby monster Monsters, Inc. Little Boo She yeah. could be your daughter, Teresa Boo? Yeah I like Boo She looks like you
0: She has the Thank same you. haircut oh, Cool <laughs> <laughs> And Teresa, what about you? Kitty
7: um, I like uh, um, Goofy Because he has a son named Max And I like the Goofy movies When they came out Those were cool And Minnie Mouse Standard favorite Always I like Minnie I like her little dress
2: My headphones are making my ears sweat. (laughs)
3: Okay. See, Corey is goofy, even though he likes Donald Duck.
2: I have a second favorite. It's Mushu. Mushu.
7: Oh, the
4: little. Okay, if we're getting into it, I
7: like Yuzma. Yeah. Mushu's the little. (gasps) I love her. Mulan's little thingy. Yeah.
4: Yeah. She lives near us.
3: Darling.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That was the late great Eartha Cat,
0: (laughs) Miss Eartha. All right. Well, there you have it. That answers your question. Thank Thank you you. for that, Teresa. You're welcome. We'll move on to our next voicemail. Let's see who it is.
8: Hi, podcast crew. This is Allison Crutchfield, Allison GKC on the boards. Currently, we live in Central California, north of Santa Barbara. I grew up near Disneyland and so have a a soft spot in my heart for the original Magic Kingdom. I'm also a former Disneyland cast member, having worked for the company while in graduate school. Anyway, I wanted to respond to the query of a week ago or so, week ago or so about the big red boat cruises, since our family were among the many poor, unfortunate souls to take one of their voyages back in 1995. After my dad lost an almost year-long battle with lung cancer in 1995, and I had taken a leave from graduate school and work to take care of him, it seemed like a grand idea to go to Disney World with some friends. More than anything, I needed to do something fun after so many months of trying to be the grown-up and taking care of my dad. At the time, the big red boat was advertising pretty heavily, and someone suggested that we'd give it a shot. So my husband and I and our best friends planned a four-night stay at Port Orleans and a four-night cruise to the Bahamas. The good news was that since none of us had been to Walt Disney World since before Epcot opened, and living in California where few of our friends had gone to Walt Disney World, we made an excellent if lucky choice to stay at Port Orleans. A lovely property then and now, it is quiet, close to most of what we wanted to see and do, and we were thrilled. We've stayed there since in 2004, while my husband and while my husband is not as much of a Walt Disney World fanatic as I am, it is his favorite property. In fact, while I've been twice to Walt Disney World since 2004 without him, I'm having a hard time convincing him that staying on a deluxe property is worth the extra money because he thinks Port Orleans is perfect and a relatively good value for a Disney property. Anyway, back to the trip report. After a relatively eventful stay at Walt Disney World, my husband managed to get hurt on the Old Man River pool slide, then contract a urinary tract infection, and finally he suffered heat stroke at MGM Studios. So let's just say that the Sand Lake Hospital ER staff became really good friends with us during those four days. Anyway, we made our way to Port Canaveral for the big red boat. While the staff was friendly on the ship, the rest of the experience was dreadful. The ship was dirty, the pools filthy, the water in one of the hot tubs was actually green and not on purpose, the food was mediocre, and worst of all was having to endure hourly announcements, even in our cabins, about bingo and other gabbling opportunities, something that seemed odd considering that the cruise was billed as a family experience. de Gras, though, was being forced to sit in a lounge for a number of hours on departure day and not being allowed to leave the lounge until the ship had arrived in port. We assumed that this was a ploy to allow the cleaning staff to turn over the staterooms, and since we'd cruised before, we'd never, ever had to sit and wait for such a long period of time to go through customs. But anyway, that was the reason that we were given at the time, was something about customs. Overall, though, we came back from the trip having had a pretty good time at Walt Disney World, despite the time spent at the Sand Lake Emergency Room, but determined to never, ever go on a Big Red Boat cruise again. We can totally see how Disney felt they could do a much better job, and we look forward to one day taking a Disney cruise. So that's my Big Red Boat Trip Report. Thanks for being such a great, smart, and funny source of information on Walt Disney World. Keep up the good work. Oh. And for what it's worth, I, too, think John is a genius. Anyway, take care. This is Allison GKC in California signing off.
1: Well, I was going to make fun of her husband's urinary tract infection, but <laughs> since she said I was a genius,
8: I'll leave it alone. I wonder
1: if he,
3: it was, if he got it from the slide.
1: That's what it, she made it sound I like. I know. <laughs> he must have been sliding really hard. the wrong way. You're not doing it right.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, Allison. I, um interested to actually hear from somebody who'd been on the big red boat and what they thought of it since it's been an ongoing uh, discussion here for the last few weeks. You know, because we're right on top of things. We're talking about <laughs> cruise lines that <laughs> went out of business 10 years ago. Um,
7: Sounds horrible.
0: Yeah, it's the impression I got, I'm got. i getting is that it was not exactly a well-run cruise line, probably one of the reasons it went under. And again, thank you for that, Allison. We appreciate the voicemail. Who else has an email they'd like to read? Me jewels.
3: <laughs> Sorry, John. He rolled his eyes and everything. Because <laughs> I was getting ready. <laughs> okay. The genius is really, you know, his head. It's barely fitting for the door, people. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> I have to tell him he's a genius at home, too.
3: Oh, God. That's sad. I don't want to know.
1: Take the garbage out, genius.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is from Thomas. Um, he's from Whitehall, Pennsylvania. Or Tom. I have three questions. The first question, I'm sure, is for Kevin. Is there any place on Disney World property that has a truly unique breakfast? I've done most of the character breakfasts and buffets, and they're pretty standard breakfast fare. He also wants to know if he can bring a fold-up stroller on the train in the Magic Kingdom. Yes. And then he also has a question about the lesser-hyped movies and where he can find souvenirs for his daughter, who's a huge fan of The Rescuers. Great movie. Aristocats. Great movie. (laughs) Oliver and Company. Not a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The only one that I know of is the Aristocats in France at Epcot. You can certainly find Aristocats merchandise there along with Ratatouille. um,
2: I was thinking Walmart.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You can get Marie, little
7: baby Marie, um, in several locations I've seen.
1: Downtown Disney has that whole um, pet store. You can see a lot of the, the Aristocats and the...
3: You can't find Oliver some Oliver, but the Rescuers, that's a yeah. really, really hard one to find. That is a tough one. So I'm going to say you're probably not going to find any Rescuers merchandise.
4: You might find some pins with Bernard and Bianca on them.
3: Maybe, yeah.
7: That was one of Max's favorite movies when he was little. I love that. We movie. still have it on VHS. It's all crumpled up and
3: falling apart. Or
7: Bernard
1: and Bianca. Are those are
7: two Those from are the Green two Acres? mice.
4: <laughs> that was Mr. and Mrs. Douglas. Oh, that they was close.
3: They were the Rescuers. <laughs> So, <laughs> anyways, I hope that helps you out. Maybe. But Kevin, do you know any?
4: No, <laughs> there's no unique places at Disney. I don't get up in time for breakfast. I have to go to places that serve breakfast all day.
1: It depends on what he's looking for. I mean, if you're looking for something served to you that's different, Kona Cafe.
2: That's what, that was what I was thinking. They're known for the, what, their Tonga toast. Yep. Oh, you need insulin with
0: that. You really do. Yeah, you really nice need insulin to be bring served your, to you. Bring with your
2: that. needle.
1: Um, you, you guys did breakfast at uh, um, Fort Wilderness. Didn't you do breakfast
0: there? Oh, here? yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful buffet breakfast and really good price.
1: Was there anything unusual
4: about the buffet breakfast? No.
0: Yeah. Other than, other, than, other than that, it was just really, really good, and it's less expensive than most of the other buffet breakfasts well, on I don't
1: know what you would consider unique food items for
2: breakfast.
0: As <laughs> yes. I said,
1: I don't know if he's looking for unique food or unique setting or unique characters. What about the gospel
2: brunch? That's,
4: yeah. yeah oh, that's a good idea. Good, good idea. If you're looking for something off property... <clears throat> Just up uh, a Popka Vineland Road or State Road 535 in on Sand Lake, in with all of the other restaurants, there's a great breakfast restaurant called First Watch. Mm. And they serve what I consider to be unique breakfast items. They have some really unusual omelets and things like that. And it's pretty reasonable. It's a five minute car trip from the edge of Disney property. Depending on where you're staying, you have to add that time in. But from the, the Crush Roads area, it's a five or 10 minute drive.
0: Okay, any other suggestions? All right, well, thank you for that, Julie. Hope that answers your question. Um, let's see who our next voicemail is from.
9: Hello, podcast crew. This is uh, Brent Barrio. Um, just saw recently the announcement of the dates for the Palooza and uh, really psyched about that because it lines up perfectly, almost, with our dates that we currently have booked. Um, So we are looking at extending our stay by one night. Um, And for my work, I do travel quite a bit, so I have a lot of hotel points, specifically Hilton Family Hotel points and Holiday Inn Hotel points. So my plan is to use those points to extend our stay by one night. Um, So my question is, what is your recommendation for one of those types of hotels, either a Hilton Family or Holiday Inn family near the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, of course, price doesn't matter because we're using points, and transportation isn't a big deal because we will have our own car as we are driving down. So, um, just like this here, what do you think is the best of those types of resorts nearby? And um, looking forward to seeing everyone in December. Uh, it'll be our first Diz event, so we're looking forward to it. And I uh, just want to thank you for the podcast. Uh, it is truly one of the highlights of my week. So thank you. And by the way, for Corey and Julie, go Tigers. Bye-bye.
2: There we
0: go.
3: <laughs> Anybody with the last name like that is normally from Louisiana.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, Brent, to answer your question, um, there isn't a Holiday Inn in the area that I would stay at. Uh, Holiday Inn Sunsbury in Lake Point of Vista on 535 has very bad reputation. Holiday Inn Family Suites... Um, is not one of my favorite property uh, properties, uh, overpriced and poorly maintained. Uh, we hear a lot of complaints about the rooms at the Holiday Inn Family Suites. Uh, there are not just not a lot of Holiday Inns in the area that really uh, are or are quality enough resort. And again, my standard is if I won't let my mother sleep there, I, I wouldn't recommend it.
1: I think that Holiday Inn is actually still under renovation on uh, off a of Disney property.
4: Which
0: one? The Sunspring. Yeah.
1: Do you want to say like year 12 of renovation? For You're talking hotel. about the one in Hotel Plaza Boulevard, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that we're
4: one's... talking about the Sunsbury out on 535. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah, the one it's on all 535. Yeah. Uh, as far as Hilton's go, the Hilton at Downtown Disney has a very good reputation. Uh, it's um, supposedly an excellent hotel, an excellent property. I've heard very good things about it. Uh, it's not an overwhelmingly popular property among our visitors and listeners, primarily because for the price they charge for their rooms, people could afford to stay at a Disney resort. It's really a convention hotel. It's a convention hotel.
1: You may have trouble actually getting a room there with your points.
0: Well, depending on what time of the year. Yeah. You Do
6: get. you want to mention, too, about that they get priority if they're a Dreams customer for palooza I
1: could do that. I think you just did.
6: (laughs) Well, I mean, if that... Do you
1: want to do it, genius?
0: (laughs) Yeah, but he wants to use his points. Right, he wants to use his points, so... He wants to use his points, and he's talking about one night, and we're requiring people to spend two.
6: Well, that's what I'm saying, that maybe he wants to do his hotel stay with his points at the beginning of his vacation, and then do his Disney stay at the end so he can get his two days in.
0: That's always an option, I guess, but... um
6: Or for anybody else that's thinking of coming down.
0: But in terms of uh, Hilton hotels that we would recommend, there's that Hilton. I believe Homewood Suites is a Hilton property now. Uh, There's one of those on – oh, gosh, I can't think of the road. Um,
4: Popka Vinland Road?
0: uh, It's off of a Popka Vinland. It's
4: Uh, it's in behind um, behind, Golden Corral.
0: Palm Palm Parkway. Palm Parkway. No. Yes, yes, there's a Homewood Suites on Palm Parkway.
4: I'm sorry, there's also one off Little Lake Bryan. Also, off Little Lake Bryan, there's one. But um, no.
6: Isn't Double Tree part of Hilton? Yes. Okay.
0: And you've got, it's true, you've got the Double Tree. Uh, you got two Double Trees. Uh, is it still a Double Tree, the big garish yellow one on 535 right off of uh, Hotel Plaza Boulevard? Yes. There's a Double Tree there. There's also the Double Tree uh, at the end of Hotel Plaza Boulevard, which is a very good property. Um, that Double is a very, very nice property. So. You've got some options there. you got a couple options right there on Hotel Plaza Boulevard, uh, Palm Parkway. Uh, in terms of Hilton properties, I think you could probably not get burned uh, with any of those. I don't know about the, the one the one Doubletree, the big, yellow, garish, nasty-looking Doubletree. The one with the pineapple? Yeah, the pineapple I one. I think
4: that just changed ownership. There's a big sign out front. Okay. And it's now got, you know, it's a different branding. I don't think it's a Doubletree any longer. Okay.
0: So you do have some options, and uh, you know the Hilton and DoubleTree at Downtown Disney, the Homewood Suites, either the one by Little Lake Bryan or the one on Palm Parkway. Uh, you have some options there that uh, that may help you out. And of course, as Kathy mentioned, if uh, you book through Dreams Unlimited Travel, you get priority with uh Desa Palooza for the party.
1: Two nights minimum, but we don't represent a Hilton.
0: Nope, sorry. <laughs> Right. Alright, here is another voicemail that I would like to play.
5: Hey guys, this is John from Baltimore. Uh, I've never actually called in before. I'm more of the email guy. Uh, but I had to call in on this one. Now, I don't actually have a question, and this is in no way meant to disparage John, who I believe actually may be a genius. Uh, but I had to throw my own two cents in here and tell you that I think Pete is actually uh, a virtuoso, a-, a savant, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Hold
0: on, I don't want to miss any of this <laughs> I don't want to miss any of this Virtuoso I shall be referred to now from now on as Virtuoso You don't call me Peter anymore You call me Virtuoso it's Like that Seinfeld episode where it was maestro
5: Isn't here, But I am all team Pete Who in all seriousness is a heck of a guy Thanks, love the show No,
0: he is obviously a very intelligent Perceptive and wonderful listener.
1: At this point, we're just getting copycats. I'm the original genius.
0: Oh. Well, I'm a virtuoso <laughs> I think we should genius.
3: call him virtuoso. You know, pizza's a font.
2: <laughs> now, if you renamed the show Genius and Virtuoso, who would come first? It would be virtuoso, virtuoso and, genius. and genius. Yes.
0: Okay. Like Pinky
3: and the Brain? Virtuoso. Vir-
0: Starsky <laughs> and Hutch. Because the genius had to be dragged into this kicking and screaming. That's true.
3: Virtuoso
1: is very Rome. <laughs>
0: It's very I, I could do that. I'll take over I could the do the world. whole Caesar thing.
4: Virtuoso, <laughs> virtuoso Maximus. I
7: a Pinky in the Brain. Sorry. <laughs>
4: Sorry. They're having their own conversation again. <laughs> <laughs> They're a splinter so And odd.
0: since, since John's, yeah. isn't
4: that word usually fa- preceded by idiot?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, okay.
4: I did. I just questioning. I, I just asking.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Well, since John's. Uh, since John suck up got a a, a shot of the Prize Matron, mine gets one too. So you this can pick a number, John.
1: This is a bad precedent. <laughs>
0: this really is. No, we only do it once for the first one. All the all the all the
7: Really, everybody be brown nosing here, no matter. All
2: and the other ones. I'm not beyond having my family members calling for compliments. <laughs> 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 I know it's gonna be fake when they say <laughs> it. They call it for for uh, Teresa. Bring this
1: it Teresa.
7: <laughs> you know you love my voice, bring it on. Well, <laughs> Where's my music? You said you had my
0: music. I I haven't had time since we got back to do your music. Like, that's the most important thing I had to do.
4: (laughs) It's Sister Christian, isn't it?
0: (laughs) No, we we got into a cab out in Disneyland, and there was this jazz music playing that just was, we immediately identified as being the perfect music bed for her. And then we used Shazam on our iPhones to uh, find out what the song was. And it was something about the welfare, running out of welfare or something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Were you all Shazaming at once or just one of you?
0: <laughs> Walter and I.
4: <laughs> welfare. But they had a Shazam off.
0: Well, thank you very much for that, John. I do appreciate it. And yes, I am going to let you pick a number. Just because John's got to pick one. So mine gets to pick one, too. I just had to play that. The virtuoso was the savant I could have done without but the virtuoso part you should have just stopped there you had me at virtuoso you had me at virtuoso <laughs> you, lost me. you lost me on savant but thanks for calling in John alright who has an email they'd like to
5: read
1: I have one
0: I'm
5: genius
1: actually, I am genius I'm actually reading this one because I believe this is the first time we've ever received an email from this location this is from JP in Guam Wow. Is that the first email we've ever received? I
0: think so. That's pretty cool.
1: I want to first thank you for everything Diz. The information, advice, and most of all entertainment are invaluable resources for us Disney geeks trying to get the fix of the magic and trying to plan our vacations a year and a half out. Um, I'm finally on my way to the world. Visiting a resort that is halfway, halfway around the world and larger than the island I'm from can be daunting. But with your help... I think I'm ready. I have one question I haven't been able to find the answer to. I hope you can help. Me, my wife, and three kids are flying into Orlando just after midnight on July 18th. We're going to be staying at the airport Hyatt that night before taking Magical Express to Animal Kingdom Lodge in the morning. My question is, how difficult is it to walk from baggage claim in the Hyatt and then from the Hyatt to Magical Express? I've read posts about people staying there the night before their flight, so it must be easy to walk from the hotel to the check-in counters. Um,
0: it's very easy. It's all part of the. It's all, all part, part of the airport. Hotel.
1: Literally, you're going to get off the plane, come out of the, uh, um, off of the tram there, and the hotel is literally
2: in the atrium yeah. of the airport. I mean, you can see people going through security from your hotel
0: window. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah there's no there 's no physical separation of the hotel and the airport they're one and the same right
1: and uh, baggage claim you 'll go downstairs you 'll get your baggage you 'll come back up go to the hotel, and the same opposite for magical express you 'll just have to take your luggage with you
0: oh you know speaking of magical express, let me tell you our little story about coming home oh, yeah. uh, from from california on su- on Sunday um, we, you know f- flight goes by pretty normal get get off the plane get down at baggage claim. And we flew Southwest. Bags start coming off. So you know, I got my bag. Everybody got their bag. Everybody's bag came out except Walter's. We're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And eventually, the uh, the line shuts down. It's done. They've all the bags that they have have been have been pulled. And we're like, oh no, no, his you know his his luggage is lost. So you know, we even went to another carousel to see if by chance it was out in that carousel. We checked. You know, bags that they had sitting out in front uh, that had come in early. Um, it wasn't there. He so said he put a claim in. Well, it turns out he had a Disney luggage tag on his bag. Just a regular Disney luggage tag. Magical Express seemed to think that this meant he was Magical Express and took his bag. <laughs> they took his bag. And then delivered it to his house at like three o'clock in the morning.
1: Magic—they actually delivered the bag.
0: I'm not sure if if Magical Express delivered it or Disney did or uh, or Southwest did. Airport, I
7: think Southwest.
0: But uh, but Magical Express took his bag. So word to the wise: uh, if you have a Disney luggage tag on your bag, you might want to switch it out for something else if you're not using Magical Express. Otherwise, your bags may not. Uh,
1: that's so weird. May not follow you. We you? always have uh, Disney luggage tags because that's how we tell ours apart.
7: Well, he had the, it was the Modules. little paper tag from the cruise we were on was what it was
0: oh. because ours. Had, oh, is we, that what he it's had? It's what it was
7: because we had it on our bags too. I kept it on there, and I'm <laughs> thinking, well, they didn't <laughs> take
3: mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, but still, you take yeah.
3: those off when you're done. <laughs> yeah,
1: really. I can again someone should have realized that that was a cruise tag, but I can kind of see it. It's the same basic design, and it's strapped on there. And
0: oh, I didn't realize it was the paper tag. It I was, he had yeah, because I saw it. Other Disney... Because
7: when we were checking in to go out there, I said, oh, I kept mine on, too. Obviously, I shouldn't. You're <laughs> going to confuse yeah, the people you, at the airport. But yours
0: didn't get pulled. No, mine... Yours didn't my get My lovely pulled. pink
7: bag arrived.
0: That, oh, that bag that can be seen from space. It's this bright, hot Neon. pink.
7: yeah. It's Grace's. It's like the, it's
0: like, it's like the color of her shirt, She's maybe a little her. brighter. Oh,
7: it's brighter than that, yeah. It was Grace's, but actually it had Max's clothes in it, so he had to tote the hot pink bag.
0: <laughs> and, of course, Max wore a lovely hat out in California. Picture of that on my Facebook page. Where did that hat come from? That's we, my hat. I
7: bought it. We bought, oh, okay. She bought it. Pete uh, told me to buy it. It was cute. It, was it looks
0: great on her. It really does. It really, I, thought, I thought it really looked great on you.
4: Max, we're taking up a, a, a fund for your therapy. I just want you to know... <laughs>
1: Was this your
7: first trip to Disneyland? Did I went said? in 83. 1983? Yes, 1983.
4: Okay.
7: 1883. Yes. <laughs> I was there when he was pacing it out. Yeah. No, it, yes, since 83 is my first trip.
0: So. All right, well, thank you, John, for that email that we hijacked. Who else has an email I'd like to read? I do.
6: This is from Richard Maloney in Ireland. I am heading over for three weeks in August and we are staying at the Portofino Bay. We stayed here before on your reviews and it was excellent. The question I have is the parking charge is expensive compared to free parking at Disney hotels. Do you have any tips or advice on how to minimize the parking charge for three weeks? Many thanks and enjoy the show each week. Hope to make the Disney cruise next time. Um, the only answer I can think of is not have a car.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't park. Don't pay it. Yeah, un- just drive right through that gate. <laughs> Unfortunately, it. it's um, it's not just the Portofino. It's a, it's a lot of hotels in Orlando do this. Uh, Disney does not. Disney does not charge for their parking, but the Universal hotels do. I always thought that the Disney was, Hilton
4: now does also, unless you eat in one of the restaurants, and right. they'll they'll um, comp your parking. But we're
0: talking about for guests, for guests of the hotel.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: Um So it's you know it's an you know I'm saying the actual Disney owned hotels don't charge. Uh, But a lot of hotels around Orlando, including the Swan and Dolphin, I I might add.
6: I would say, too, um, if you're staying at Portofino Bay, they do offer round-trip transportation from the airport for $29 a person. So if you weren't planning on driving around Orlando, I would just take it. Yeah, if he's
0: here for three weeks, though, I think. Yeah, he he's
4: got to go other places.
6: Yeah, I mean, it just depends what he's planning on doing.
4: You might yeah. want to just rent the car
0: for shorter periods. It
6: mm-hmm. might work.
4: With the that parking charge, it might work out better.
0: Do you get free parking with the annual pass?
1: At the
6: Yes, uh,
0: at park. Universal.
6: If you have the power pass, yes.
0: But at the hotels?
6: But at the hotel, No. no.
1: There's no way to reduce your – you can't even reduce your price. Um, they won't even give a discount for handicap parking, and that's very unusual.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at Universal's site now. There's nothing for uh, annual passes. at uh, I don't know. I, I, I always have had a problem with hotels that do that. It's just another way to up the nightly rate, basically, without charge. Mm-hmm. You know, it nickel and diamond you.
1: If're a hotel if you're a guest at that hotel, parking should be free, yeah, I can understand paying for a valet I can understand paying for day guests, but
0: not for uh not when you comp you know not when an annual pass lets you park at the theme parks for free
7: well, can you park over there and then
0: no you can't leave your car overnight. <laughs> take a boat.
1: it oh, would take all three weeks oh. to get to your car
0: <laughs> so unfortunately' there really is no way around it, but you know. It is what it is. You're going to get it pretty much anywhere. Except Disney. One of the few times. Disney. I, and, you know, believe me, it's only a matter of time before Disney starts doing it. I'll guarantee, though. Eventually they will. Eventually they will start charging for parking. But. All right, well, thank you for that, Kathy. You're welcome. And uh, our final voicemail this week comes to us from our friend Pat out in California, who uh, is working on the. Uh, Walt Disney Family Museum, and has called in a couple of times to give us some updates. And he has another update for us here. So here is Pat.
10: Hi, gang. This is Pat from Northern California calling. This is a message specifically to Pete because I think Pete is being, you know, greatly disrespected and not getting his love that he deserves. Because Pete is such a wonderful, caring person, he cares about all of our health and safety. Hence, the reason he wants us to stay out of the damn lakes. And I just think he's a wonderful person, not getting the credit and love that he deserves. Is that enough to suck up?
0: <laughs> not enough to get a number on the prize, Matron, but yeah, it's pretty good.
10: Anyways, I'm calling you all from inside the Walt Disney Family Museum, which is still under construction. It's really starting to come together nice. we got a few artifacts in, and uh, it's really, uh, really looking cool. I can't wait for... Uh, all the visitors from all over the country to make their way to California later this year, early part of next year, and come out and see uh, what uh, what fantastic thing we're building out here uh, for everybody. Uh, Diane is really uh, really throwing out uh, throwing out all the stops on this project. There's no expense being uh, nothing's too expensive, uh, nothing's uh, too good for this project. It's uh, it's just amazing, amazing. Anyway. Uh take care and keep up the great work and uh talk to you all soon.
0: Take care. Bye bye. Don't you have them in your favorites? <laughs> Pat, you gave us everything all the information except your email address and we don't have We're not
3: a, gonna call you. We're <laughs> not <laughs> gonna come search you out at your house.
0: <laughs> we don't have a database of email addresses, uh unfortunately, but uh so if you could please get in touch with Julie and make sure she gets your email address, I would appreciate it. And I do appreciate you calling in with the updates. Um, must be really exciting to be working on this project, and uh, I know you know the closer it gets, the more interested I am in seeing.
1: We are definitely interested in what it's about.
0: It. I think you two should go out and do something in California.
1: We're going to do something for sure. We want to definitely see it. So yeah. I like how you started to say "spared no expense." It sounded like from Jurassic Park. I'll give you a picture of this, you know, animatronic Walt running amok, <laughs> killing visitors. <laughs> <lizards. laughs> <laughs> As long as they don't have tea leoney, I'm okay. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, like that one dinosaur waltz like
8: right here in your face <laughs> and
1: <laughs> <laughs> spits at you. <laughs> Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's really warm in here, I think.
0: <laughs> it is. This is we're having problems with the air conditioning in my house, so it's a little warm in the podcast room right now. But uh yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see what they end up doing with the uh with the museum and, and uh how people react to it. And I really do appreciate, Pat, that you keep calling in and and giving us uh, updates. Glad to hear that no expense is being spared for this. And uh, And
1: Diane is Diane Disney Miller.
0: Right. Dwalt's daughter. So, sounds very, very cool. All right, folks. That is actually going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.